I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Today, we have a lot to get into. Our approaching two weeks till the national by the time you guys hear this it will be two weeks till the national begins but we're going to start uh we're gonna start with what's on your mind before we get into that facebook q a play of the week etc so ty you look like you might be doing something so we'll start with lou because he looks locked in got the hoss hat on after a double points weekend so we'll start with lou and, and see what's on his mind first yeah, I think that's what's on my mind. Um, I feel like I need to clarify my position as a Haas F1 fan based on the response on social media in the last few weeks. I think it's baseless. Um, it's slander and it's libel and I don't like it. And all I know is that Tyler and myself have been Haas guys through and through, week to week, every day of our lives this season. And I feel like we're not getting the respect. And Mick is finally coming through. K-Mag still back to being great. Haas looks great. And that's what's on my mind. And I feel like people owe us an apology, Tyler. I couldn't agree more, Lou. I couldn't agree more. The guys are just grinding. And what I was doing was I was actually looking at George Russell cards on eBay. Because the guy just is a stud. Consistent. Just Mr. Consistency. If he finishes a race, he's in the top five. Every time. I'm just feeling really good. I'm enjoying F1. I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying the summer, to be honest with you. I'm having nice. a great time. Good. It's on my mind. Uh, the race was fun. Sunday was great. Sunday, I agree. I actually love summer. I, Sunday was little F1, lights out, both at 9 o'clock, little center court Wimbledon. Joe oh, Kovic. I watched tennis too. Yep, that was a cool match. My man, Nick, is just... How do you say his last name? Kyrgios. Kyrgios. He's one of the all-time guys. Like, guys. Yeah, he's just nuts, kind of, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. He's completely nuts. Yelling at his box. <laughs> Screaming at his box that they're not excited enough. <laughs> like, you're not giving me enough juice. Does there need to be a bigger moment to get more juice? So what more can I do than get to the finals at Wimbledon for y'all to get excited? He was screaming at them. Like, Jesus. The, the lady who was like drunk or whatever, he's like, you've had like 600 drinks. He's like, yelling at this lady. It was awesome. So that was Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Hung with my dog a little bit. And then uh, and then I played a little tennis. Um, then I watched a little Tour de France, which has been a blast. They, uh, they, just, there's, they just went through. They're now like kind of up in the Alps. They were in, on the Switzerland side and going into France. And um, one of the races, like, goes through – it's on cobblestone streets, bro. All these dudes, like, after racing a very long way. So, electric. I was sending you those videos, the leader. Fell, yeah. I was like, um, and then I'm just getting ready for the show in two weeks. I got I to gotta start pricing some stuff out, inventory list. I'm prepared to come in hot. I mean, most most people would say that there's no sports on at the moment. Like, there's just not a lot. You know, Ty or Lou and I would be like, yeah, there's F1. You know, there's a little – Lou would be like, hey, there's baseball. Ty's like, dude, it's full-blown sports season. We got tennis. We got F1. We got the Tour de France. Like, we got everything. Ty's, like, locked in. I mean, Ty's going to come in next week, tell us about, like, all poker, cricket, like, all these other things. Like, Ty's going to be just locked in telling us about that. Well, Wayne Rooney just announced that he's coming to manage DC United in the MLS. Uh, international tours are starting for Premier League teams. Um, baseball actually is currently happening. If people, were, you know, uh, we don't really talk too much about that, but Apple TV is starting to stream baseball games. I haven't watched one yet, but I heard that the graphics and the visuals are pretty sick. They got to figure out a little bit of the production. My boy, Matt Obama's actually doing some work in, uh, in that world, but there's definitely sports on. 
there's a lot of sports on the apple tv broadcasts are really interesting because it's it just feels very different it feels very appley like the whole production feels very appley from like yeah. a it feels like the sh- like the shots and everything like that you're talking about like it feels like very like premium and like high quality you know i like it broadcasting is but yeah they're gonna they're gonna make a run at all the sports for sure apple is yeah definitely Who's their biggest competitor in that space, Ty? Amazon? Amazon, but like they have devices. Apple meaning. So I saw something about the other day about like the NFL is going to switch away from DirecTV and move towards more of an Amazon streaming service. Mm-hmm. I, didn't they just say they're coming out with their own streaming service? They're just moving Sunday ticket to streaming. That's what they were saying. That they own, right? I don't think so. I don't know. That would make it. sense. I mean, we've been talking about that forever. How long has that been a conversation? Yeah. You know, speaking of talking about it forever, the national. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the national. I mean, we did a countdown, Jay. I would love to know the first time we did a countdown for the national. It was probably 350 some days. It was probably end of, you know, Chicago's national last year. Yeah, I think we did one at the show. Like, yeah, at 358 show days. After. <laughs> yeah, 358 days. We're, I mean, we're, we're 14 days away. I mean, at this point, I'm, uh, we're like we're starting to price cards. You got to make sure you have showcases lined up, table skirts. Like, what what's the situation like? Is somebody going to bring a press and a, you know some ham and some bread and sandwiches? Mm. You know, is that is that the next business move? Like, is that happening? Mm. Bottled water, phone chargers. Do you have those? Like, this is this is go time. It's time to lock in. It's fourteen days. Jay says he's bringing a panini press. It's I mean it's I'm buying, it's prime day right now. I'm definitely buying a price gun. It is Prime Day, right? I'm getting a price gun right now. We should buy a couple. I mean, Ty will probably lose one, so we should probably just buy two for Ty. Just make sure he's locked in on that. Maybe send an extra one to the house. 20 bucks. That's like pays for itself. Yeah. I'm looking through some of these soccer cards I have. I mean, Phil Foden, Donruss, PSA 9. Not, Not hitting for you? I might have to pay someone to take that off my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, interesting. Although this Jack Grealish Kaboom is pretty fire. That's a good one. So I know we'll talk more about it uh, next week when we're yeah. seven days out. But what's uh, what are you guys looking like? What's kind of like your your thoughts going into the national? What you want to accomplish? Like some a card or two you're looking to pick up? Just you know, we're, we're two weeks away. Two weeks from now, Wednesday, opening day of the show. What's kind of you know your your hope when that when that uh, when that clock strikes three? Oh. I mean, it's very clear what I'm looking for. If you have Elijah Moore and you're going to be at the national, you know where to find me. Is that where you're at the most? It's you're not even close. Most? It's not. It's the only thing I'm probably going to like actively look for. I have to. I have to do it. It's the only thing I care about as far as cards right now. Like. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing for that. And then I'm also thinking a lot about like, um, I want to see, I, we might talk about it a little bit later. I'm not sure what PSA announced in terms of like, they're doing $18 submissions at the show. I want to know what that's going to look like. I feel like there's going to be a gazillion people online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what that looks like too. I want to get some first edition. I think I mentioned it before. First edition Pokemon Hollows. Um, I feel like they've come down a bit. I'm looking right now at some card ladder stuff, but like I really want a Blastoise. Then I want to go with just Legends. I'd like some Gretzky, some Pele, some I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure about Messi, but first edition Pokemon Gretzky. This seems like the national that is set up for if you are a collector and you've been trying to add things to your collection over the last two years, this is the time to do it. Uh, again, if you believe in the market, but uh, there, it looks like there's some opportunities compared to six months ago, 18 months ago. Just if you look back, this going to the last national, everything was through the roof. Um, Agreed. So I think that's one thing I'm looking for this year is to add some. I want to add some first year f1 to the collection nice i i really have enjoyed that i've talked about that a million times in here but that'll be something i'm i'm looking to to add um and then i think just you know hanging out more enjoying the enjoying the time it's a stressful week but you know recording card talk post show with a guy announcing those are some of my favorite memories in cards so stuff like that the event uh friday at 
the Tennessee Beer Hall mm-hmm. with, with you two. Uh, we'll have trade night, Thursday night, 30,000 square feet. Just so much going on. I, that's what I think I'm looking forward to the most. On the event, real quick, I know I think Jay's been pounding this home to us. If you are planning to come, I would recommend being there on time. Sounds like there's going to be a good amount of people there. So I yeah. would recommend getting there. and More early than less early. As yes, I would, I would recommend getting there earlier than later. Correct. I am excited for the food. At the, like at the party or just in general? Uh, at the party. Oh. Okay. Okay, I can, I'm hungry right now. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm like, I know what the spread's going to be. It's going to be your classic Friday beer hall. And the I can almost stuff. taste pretzel and beer right now. Just Tuesday at 10.08 a.m. lose like pretzel for sure. There's no wrong time to have a pretzel. I agree. <laughs> Pretzels are. It's a mentality. It's really? A mentality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you'd get up at like 7.30 in the morning and just be like, yeah, time for a soft pretzel. I could, yeah, for sure. Well, never thought about that. Why are you like anti? It's bread, like. What? Yeah, I just don't wake up and be like, you know what, soft pretzel. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a move. That's a move. Just. Um. Next topic. I wanted to. I don't want to talk about it a ton, but wanted to kind of bring it up. I know we saw it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like all over social. Slab socks did a post about it. Uh, Tops had mm. an issue with what appeared to be a pretty significant fake auto between I think it was Austin Meadows and Randy Rosarina. That's mm-hmm. right. Dual mm-hmm. auto from definitive Lou. That's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Basically look like somebody just wrote their names kind of in cursive and they were almost identical on the autos, but tops came out and did, what was it, Lou? I think, you'd know, it was like a box of a box of definitive. If you got one as a replacement plus something else. Yeah, so it's a replacement card of or a card of equal value, like they always say, and then a, a box. Their letter, honestly, it's tough, right? Those things are tough because I'm sure they need to figure it out the same way we need to figure it out. And they're also getting hounded with messages being like, what is happening here? Why people who aren't even involved? I honestly felt like their response was fair. I would like to know. Like, I'm curious to find out what actually ended up happening, right? I hope they share that information, and I'm sure they will. But... um Tough scenario because there's not a whole lot they can do at this point, right? Like, what else are they supposed to do? They give people a box, they get people a replacement card and try to implement better systems going forward, I guess. Makes you wonder, because this has happened before, right? I talked about it before the show, but that the Dak Prescott auto pen thing was a big deal back in 2016 when Dak was using an auto pen to sign his Prism cards. That was something Panini ended up handling that, replacing those. Um so Panini, you know, handled that, but it just makes you wonder, like you said, they send these guys like an 800 count box and say, Hey, please sign these. They sign them, send them back. But it, is there any real way to fact check that those guys are actually signing those things? I mean, you can compare it across products. You can compare it across memorabilia, but makes you wonder if this has ever happened before and it just went unnoticed. Yeah. I think they're, um, they're, they're, it's a tough scenario. It's a tough thing to um, defend against unless they're going to have a person at every single signing. Agreed. My head's just on the jersey logos in the LeBron. <laughs> no, I think it's related, Rye, in that it's like there's no uh, – there's not a lot of rules of the road in terms of like this memorabilia shit stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all. Like, I just like, I'm like, again, like three logos, like any sort of certificate. There's no, is there any sort of certificate that's provided with that card that's multiple millions of dollars that like shows like no, just matching that just logo? The like, from the company. That's it. <laughs> but when that's- I see that, because it's like, it's a scale of, okay, so what? That's a one off thing that's only happened ever once? Or is it because it, it got found on that one and, you know, when it comes to that collecting and, and that card and these patches and jerseys and stuff that people are touching. And yeah, I think it's, uh, 
Yeah, it's not the first time it's happened, and it won't be the last time it's happened. Agreed. This is not like a, hey, this won't ever happen again. This is a, this is going to be corrected perfectly. It's it, that's just not the case. No, and it's impossible. And I also think it's kind of unfair to expect for it to be perfect. I would also say the same way we talked. I think it was last week, the week before, about like if people saw how their cards came off of a line, yeah. they'd be surprised. PSA tens right out of the box. Yeah, if people understood how many hands those cards touch before they get into a pack you'd be surprised agreed 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 all right let's uh let's get into some of the facebook questions shout out to everybody who uh who submitted this week can i pause for one second yes did you see that uh post that went viral like the fake astros double dual autograph card with like trash trash yeah it says i can't believe we got away with this i wish that card was real I would Wait. pay any amount of money for that card. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Somebody made a fake card. It was like a Topps Definitive Dual Auto of Bregman and I think Altuve. Yes. And somebody wrote on it with like inscriptions <laughs> and it said like, I can't believe we got away with this and like bang, bang, bang on the trash can or something. It was so good. I would pay was, any money for it. Yeah, it was funny. That's great. That's good. When I saw it, just based on where the autos were in the card, I genuinely thought it was real. So did I. Uh, I'm like, this can't be real, right? Like, there's no way they would ever do this. I thought the same exact thing, right? It was so good. Sorry. Astros. What was the other card that you shared that had a cool inscription this past week? I don't remember, but I remember doing that. All right, Jay. First one is from Dustin Lewis. Which has Ryan done more of this week? Rip boxes or car washes? Rip boxes. For sure. Not even close. I haven't been to the car wash in three, four weeks. Oh, geez. Oh, they're wow. killing you for your 20. Now? Yeah. Damn. What's up with that? Just on the road, got back from Boston and with the national so close, just trying to stay productive. I like it. So, yeah, no unfortunately. Car washes. Definitely not more more car washes. There's a lot of things I've done more than car washes in the last month for sure. Smart man. Is the car oh. noticeably dirty? It's not dirty, but it's not necessarily clean. It's kind of like in the mix where, oh, yeah, the Adrian Peterson. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a shot at that card. It's a look sick at, card. Yeah, looking back on it, I'm like, man, this is a cool card. I love Peterson. I've got some cool stuff of him. Like You but, do, right? Didn't you, you collected some of his stuff. Yeah, I have like a game used jerseys and like rookie patch autos. Like I got in the market in 06, like hardcore, and I was chasing like Reggie Bush tops rookies. And then in 07, like that was when I started getting jerseys, autos, stuff like that. And it was Calvin, Lynch, Peterson, Joe Thomas. So like there was Buckeyes, there was Smith, Ted Ginn, Anthony Gonzalez, Antonio Pittman. So like right around that 07, like 07 was such a big class for me at the time. So mm-hmm. was a was a fan of was it? big fan of ap is in his auto is just so like it's it's so he puts so much effort into it i actually asked him about that when i was in chantilly um he's like you know these people pay a lot of money to to get my autograph i want to i want to put time into it and he does i I mean it's one of the best autographs in in sports cards i think it's it's very well done that's a respectable position by ap i did a box uh, i have a box break coming out thursday this week on youtube it'll be like a throwback thursday break i ripped a bunch of 2003 sage and sage hitboxes right it's like that's where donnie nicky that's my that's my pc guy that's where he's got rookie autos in there and i ripped these boxes right they're found in burbank had them on ebay i bought them all and i did a little video on them and i'm ripping them and one of the things i say in the video is if you watch that box break and you see the autos those guys' autos are like amazing i probably have them around here somewhere they're amazing like the penmanship you can just tell they're like it's cursive it's nice and then you rip a box from like this year and you got jonathan kaminga writing j k or brandon boston writing b b like they're not even cursive it's literally just initials and it's it's crazy to see how much that has changed uh, and I'm sure it's not just the athletes. I'm sure in society, like, again, I learned cursive one time and I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just crazy to see how much that has changed, especially in sports cards in a, t- you know, a 20 year period. Do you think Donnie Nicky has signed? What do you think there's more of signed Donnie Nicky items or Jonathan Kuminga autographs from this year? Could not be more sure. It's Jonathan Kuminga autographs from this year. Couldn't be more sure. Yeah. Which I bet I, if, honestly, if thing. you took half of the products that Jonathan Kaminga's in, 
and I bet has more autographs than half the products that Donnie Nicky has. Yeah, um, the reason I'm saying that was just about like the Eastern the penmanship, and it all looked so like they weren't signing that much back then. There wasn't a whole lot to sign, so they were able to put more time into it. Uh, yeah, and it probably I a, wasn't as much of a chore. Probably feels like so much of a chore now to so many guys. You know, I had a conversation with a friend yesterday about like some of the Ohio State guys are in some of the NIL stuff. Jack Sawyer, Travion Henderson, some of the big name Buckeyes. And I said, I bet you by the time these guys are in their third, it, like let's say they get to a second contract in the NFL, like Fields. Right. Fields isn't a good example because NIL didn't exist, but CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud's in Bowman. He's in Leaf. He's in, he'll, he'll be in all of the Panini stuff. I would imagine by the time they're in their second, start of their second contract, third or fourth year in the NFL, how many cards do you think those guys have signed? 250,000 cards? Something like that. I mean, I bet that, I bet CJ Stroud's going to end up signing 25 to 35,000 autographs in college alone. Definitely he will. Again, I think it's one of those things people don't understand the scale of it. It's like it's crazy, crazy the amount of stuff these guys sign now. Like, there's a reason the autograph is the way that it looks for some guys. It's because mm-hmm. there's literally too many. I mean, things. could you imagine signing a sheet of pages this big? I've and it's like it looks like before. It's intimidating. It is wild. So, all right. Next question. Andrew Evans says, heading to the national. What is the best way to carry on cards that you either acquire or bring with you to the national? I don't any. I don't own any heavy slab slash card cases and plan to bring a backpack. Is a regular card box the best way to go? What are the best options to minimize weight but also protect the cards the best? Love the pod. Not from Ohio. Go Bills. Yuck. Oh, um, man. That was like that was hot and cold real yeah. quick. Yeah, I hate to see it. Um, we're not we're not a Bills podcast. Never you have like, F all you. Never, we are ne- not a Bills podcast. Never. Exactly. Shout out me for no Ohio. Yeah. Shout out you know, to everybody for saying, hey, go Bills. Um so I got two things for this. One, if you're looking for a heavy slab card case, I'll always plug the company I use, Zion Case, right? That's that's what I use. You can use code CardClux2 to save 10%. Hey, They're typically uh, set up there, doing right? ads on the show now. Like that's the only time I've ever done one. But side note, <laughs> I'm not taking I'm not taking a two-row box. I don't know if I have one. Hold on, I got one. I'm not taking one of these things. Like carrying this sucker around all day just – you know, on the old hip. Do that. I don't get on the old hip. That's not. That's not the move. Not the vibe. Because then you gotta. Yeah, just not. It's not the move. For sure, not the move. Uh, So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Typically, if you're getting something with a backpack, uh, one of the things you can use is, uh, like the. The, the SGC ones honestly work the best. If you've ever submitted cards to SGC, they come back in those little white. Yes, those are those good white boxes. Hall, those white. Uh, tall boxes SGC's shout out to SGC for this they take those you take those white boxes you can stack probably three or four of those maybe even more in a decent sized book bag so what I would do when I used to go to shows and I didn't sub with SGC eight years ago I was using Beckett Beckett had the same type of cases what I would do is I would put like three of those in my bag that were full and three of those that were empty so I'd separate it by like cards I was willing to trade like PC cards and then and maybe two boxes of stuff for trade. And then the other three would be empty. So I would use the empty ones to fill with what I picked up and the three smaller ones to uh, for stuff that I was willing to buy, sell, or trade. Um, so stuff like that I think works if you want to go the book bag route. Just as it gets full, it's do you want to carry a heavy case around? Do you want to slide a you know, roller case around or do you want the weight on your, back, on your backpack? It's just everybody's different. Yeah, I feel like it varies so much because like the first thing I when I first read it, the first thing I thought was like one of those little waste bags, you know, like you just like stick your cards in there. But it just depends how many cards you're going to have on you. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think think the roll the roller is the move, I think. Do you think we'll see Lou with like a Supreme? You you uh, will see Lou with a Supreme thing over the chest bag. You will. I have one. I bought. Is that your move this year? Yes, because I don't want to carry shit around. (laughs) I love it. I actually did. Like, I literally bought one like two weeks ago for that. Did you really? Part. Yeah, I really did. I'll show it to you. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. Is it All Supreme? Right. Yes, it is Supreme. Let's go. Let's All right. The listeners are they're dying to know. Have you bought the Eminem rolling backpack for the national yet? I it's haven't still acquired listed on it eBay. yet. I know. I have not acquired it yet. You should just snag it, Ty, honestly. Is it Prime Day on eBay too? Or? No, I mean, it's $24.99. <laughs> pretty much free yeah you know what got delivered i'm gonna gonna take care of this what got delivered lou before the show's over i'm gonna see if i can get something brought up here hang on all right while we're waiting on those guys they're doing that 
Ian Priest says, what's your thoughts on new products with retired athletes? Do they hold value or does it depend on how nice the card is? It depends I mean, I don't on think, how nice the card is. Yeah, I don't think that's that question is only to retired athletes. I think it's to anybody and everybody. Cards hold value that the market decides they want, not really anything else. If the market wants it, regardless if it's a retired player or a rookie, that's where it, uh, I believe the, the value comes from. Aligned. Yeah. Yeah, like chase cards, parallels, limited stuff. Like, but specifically for retired athletes, insets that are desirable, that have good parallels, low numbered stuff. Can I make a statement real quick? And this might be a hot take. Hot take. I feel like when they put, um, you know, if there's like a Bill Russell prism parallel i'm always like i feel like that doesn't belong it feels like very out of place mm-hmm. to me when they have like the guys mm-hmm. that are that old in those mm-hmm. in those sets it feels like it doesn't belong and i've always kind of been like weirded out I, by those cards i disagree i think those are ways for those are some of the most collected athletes of all time in basketball right your guys like tim duncan dirk Shaq, kobe yeah. bill russell if 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 you're a player collector of those and those guys have lots of player collectors, those are ways for those player collectors to still acquire and chase new things and draw demand to prison basketball on yeah. top of the rookies and the guys you're chasing there. It also, you know, subsequently allows Panini or Tops or whoever the product is to make more of a product if there is a bigger checklist and more people in it. So it's also a financial decision as well. Totally. I've always just felt I, maybe I, maybe I chose the wrong word. I just feel like when I see, you know, like a Larry Bird flawless, I'm like, that's strange. Like, it's, it just like looks it looks so weird to me. Yeah, I like them, though. And I agree with Ryan. I can get there. Next question. Yeah. What's uh? hold on. Let me see if this is who this is. Let me see. Yeah. Like Harold uh, Miner for the yes. heat. This dude, I pulled his autograph this weekend. Yeah, like, like how? we ran a case break on Friday and pulled Harold Miner, and I'm like, this is not who I want to pull out of a you know, fifteen hundred dollar box of the cards. I'm great. not, I'm not like dying for Harold Miner. Jay says Baby Jordan yeah. slam dunk champ. That's great. Was he like Baby Jordan, that was his name. I guess because he was a bull and he was young and probably chiseled and like swim well, I mean, man and won the wasn't a bull. Played for the uh, yeah. It says Baby Jordan on this YouTube thing. Oh. Huh. Oh, Heat. You said Heat. I thought you said Chicago. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect. I'm sure one of the 90s guys is that listens is going to absolutely flame us for that. So I apologize. But as a newer guy, he looked kind of like MJ. Got it. And he could dunk. Um, I just read the uh, Phil Jackson 11 Rings book. And it was actually, it was really good and really enjoyable because it talked all about the years with Jordan, the years with Kobe, and just reminded me of some proper like 2000 the years 2000 to 2010 in basketball were pretty what a legendary career that guy had yeah coach two of the best basketball teams of all time i mean man beast wild is he a little little, like out there now or what's he's always been out there yeah but i feel like it's kind of like gone left a little bit don't know lefter no i don't think so i think he was always out there he was always, oh my goodness! Wait a minute, did you buy a jersey? I bought it. Let's. like international eBay. It's a throwback chef. It's a throwback Sheffield for the people listening on audio. I'm so I pumped about that. it. Are you wearing that at the national? Of course, I'm wearing it at the national. What do you mean, Ty? Will you wear an MPJ jersey? No, man, gosh. no. So we should all get jerseys. I won't wear an MPJ jersey. Like, I'll wear a lot of people's jerseys. I won't wear an MPJ jersey. Any reason in particular? Just not how I'm going to identify myself. Like, I like <laughs> the guy's hoop game. I don't need to. I, I, if I'm being super real, like, I, uh, growing up, didn't really wear jerseys. The only jor- jersey I had was this UNC Jordan throwback jersey. Um what about soccer jerseys? You have like a bunch of soccer jerseys. Yeah, Tony Mioli. But but never like really with players on them. Uh, I don't know. I just – and and so there's a lot of things that Michael Porter Jr. stands for and believes in that I don't 
want to like represent myself about. Got it. That's just a simple nature. So where that's like a team. Exactly. I'm a Haas guy. All right. I'll wear that. You know what I was saying? What uh, I was watching because Lou, I tapped in with your F1 account last night. Yes. The um, I didn't actually log in, but I just was on YouTube the whole time. Uh, They have a nice blue Haas shirt that the reserve driver was doing the post uh, race interviews in. Oh, yeah. I need that. Yeah, the team gear's sick. And yeah, next, I, I feel like we're 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 really off kilter here. That's on me. We're doing all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Jeff Baldner says on the heels of the national, and I would assume one of the busiest times of the year, hopefully financially too. On the flip side, what is the slowest time of the year? He says, not the not we are instead M I Z. Missouri. Uh, I mean, if we have to ask what it is, <laughs> it's not good enough. What sport is Missouri good at? They didn't they have a big time quarterback? True lock. Yeah. But oh man. <laughs> True lock. So before Chase, that. Chase Daniels. Yeah, Chase. Chase yeah, Daniels is a big quarterback for them. Um, just be so heated. <laughs> just froze at him for like 10 seconds. <laughs> uh Mizzou is kind of nice in football. I still am sad when I think about college football. UCLA is in the Big Ten. Like, what are we talking about here? It's got to be like, as far as um, slowest time of the year, it's got to be like Christmas. It's so yeah. funny because I was. Gonna... <laughs> it's it's June and July. You think yeah. it's June and July? Yeah, it's the summer months when people are kids are out of school, people are yeah, traveling, they're going on vacations, they're not coming in car chores as much. The, like it says, July is a financially good month. That's what he said. I would typically disagree with that. June and July or May, June and July are typically slower months. The Nationals typically in the past, what has heated it up. August is typically one of the better months. September is solid. October slows down as people save for the National. November trickles up a little bit. December and January are typically pretty good. It's very cyclical. Again, I was I was working to get the Joey Chestnut auto line in as well. Yeah, great time to buy Joey Chestnut. <laughs> That's hysterical. All right, Jay, is there any more? Uh, Luke Horton says, if I want to sell a lot of 250 slabs of mixed sports and Pokemon, what is the best places to list? I think it depends on like what you're trying to accomplish, right? Trying to maximize money. Typically at, at this point in time, at this point in time, eBay has the largest reach if you're trying to maximize your money. I think that'll be something to watch over the next couple of years. Um, but at the moment, eBay has the largest reach. So if you're trying to maximize your money, if you're looking for other places to sell, uh, you know, Facebook, local card store, local card show, Instagram, Twitter, whatnot, you know, apps like that. So I think there's a, I think there's a lot of different places, but it kind of depends on like what your goal or what your focus is. Yes, I agree. I think it fully depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to maximize every dollar, list them all one by one on eBay. If you're trying to just, you know, quickly move on from the slabs, you know, you could do Facebook groups. You can do lots on Facebook. You do lots on offer up. That kind of thing works too. Yep. How's one happen? Good. Yeah, really good. It was packed last night. We were in a single sale last night. This uh, next couple of weeks, I think we've got like 3,000 cards, 1,500 cards a week. So wow. moving, a, moving a bunch of stuff on there, tons of stuff. Sorry. It's funny. It's, it's funny. I saw this thing. It said slab lot. We literally have two 300 card sales back to back on whatnot, Wednesday and Thursday night. Wow. So it's uh, yeah. nice. Maybe think of that. It's crazy. Uh. Cards across America. The National is super the Super Bowl of card shows. What is something specifically that the National brings that other card shows across the country don't? Keep up the great work, and I appreciate the podcast. Respect. That means a lot. Every time I get that that, that last sentence, I appreciate that. Well, then you know. Agreed. I think my favorite thing about the National, not my favorite thing, one of my one of the unique things that they have that I don't see in other shows is um, I like being able to go up to the Panini booth and the Tops booth and mess around there. I feel like I don't see that in other places. Right, tell me if there's that's somewhere else, but I only see it at the National, so I like being able to poke around there. I also really like um, walking around the David Adams area and like all like the wax mm. areas and just looking at all the wax and making a decision. That's like Kid in the Candy Store, Toys R Us. It's for total me. Kid in the Candy Store. And yeah. uh, my favorite part. Yeah, that would be the thing that I would say, just kind of expanding on Lou's point, is like 
the 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 dealers right the the variety the 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 volume that is what the national is very good at is just the total number of things you're not getting that elsewhere you're not getting the number of vintage dealers you're not getting the number of modern dealers you're not getting the number of corporate booths you're not like everything is bigger at the national it's everybody is there in terms of like car dealers and corporate and things like that so that's what to me that the national has that nothing else nothing else has yeah i would agree um it's just the same it's it's built out that it is the most known it's like where everyone disseminates so what specifically is that it's just the most amount of people vendors businesses it's the spot yep where it all comes together the mecca of sports card shows yeah and collectibles for that matter yeah just sure. like outside of sports cards too i think it will continue to grow that way too yep all right, last question uh, is from Daniel Bento Baptista. What uh, what do you expect of the next? What do you expect of the next release of NetPro? Will tennis be hyped like F one was? Even if there's no Netflix effect, I do believe tennis is very underrated if compared to other sports. Daniel Baptista. So um, I had a conversation this morning actually with some uh, with some people that are involved in the sport of cycling, and the reason I say that is. Yeah, optionality, alternative sports, tennis, the amount of people that are playing tennis since COVID has gone up drastically. So the interest, I think that if you look at the game, there's a, you know, we're kind of on this cusp. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Not sure. This cusp of the three greatest players ever, you know, being at the end of their careers and who will replace uh, that from a storytelling stars, you know, what that all looks like. Um, How much longer do those guys have? So, I mean, Fed's like super not, you know, I think the odds of him winning another title is like almost long shoddy. Because Djokovic just won. So like Djokovic just won. His issue right now is like he can only really play. Yeah. The only, I'm pretty sure only the Wimbledon, I guess he played in at the French, but the U S open coming up, he's as of now, he's not allowed to play in it. And then Nadal keeps getting hurt. He just had to pull out of the semifinals. He won the first two grand slams of the year. He, and he got to the semifinals. So he's still obviously like where he's at, but that's his body breaks down and what that looks like. That is what's interesting about, um, tennis over some of the other sports like if we just look across all of these other sports right you look at like who is one well brady brady by a mile right f1 lewis hamilton won won seven in a row like dominated the sport golf it's been tiger woods for so long you know you have rory come up you have jordan spieth you had mick phil always competing like you had other guys but it was always tiger woods that's the thing about tennis again i i'm not a big you know avid avid tennis guy i played one year in high school when they added tennis in high school one year they added it the first year and i was like i need something to do like yeah how was your game oh i mean for never playing i was not the worst not the best you're an athletic guy you can kind of figure stuff out yeah Yeah, i enjoyed it um but like nadal federer djokovic always it's just those three in the sport like they've won so much it's just that's what i think makes tennis interesting is so many guys like three guys have won not just one guy dominated for 20 years yeah um now on the will tennis be hyped like f1 even if there was no netflix effect that show what that's done has been so big uh obviously we know it's in production a similar aspect with um with golf i believe every single governing sport body is actively working to do the same we've seen it in nfl with hard knocks but like at some point is it worth the investment for every team to just do their own hard knocks like media now in the nfl yeah media is, is changing and with the younger generation of players you know a lot of these upstart players understand that they have to build their own platforms understand that they have to take you know have teams around them specifically focused on content and and all that and so which is still wild to think about considering the way baseball is run yeah what i was talking to my buddy about this weekend is that baseball has made changes but 
like in terms of content and not everything, you know, being like strike down. It's just about, they're a lot better now. They're a lot better, but one people don't really know, like you see John boy media and they've done such a great job, but the long tail hasn't really started on that. You don't think they've done a great job. I don't know. I think John boy is a little bit of a fucking bad guy for the Astros thing, but whatever. I got it. <laughs> got it. Understood. Uh, but like the teams are, are taking Beep. some time to invest in there. So I think it's still possible without it. But yeah, everything's just becoming WWE, even though WWE hasn't had the best two week stretch um, from PR perspective. But all sports are becoming more WWE versus WWE becoming more reality. Yeah, I just want to say on the F1 thing. It's a one of one of one of one situation combination, perfect storm of COVID, nothing on people watching Netflix, sports cards, looking for something to watch on sports. Like there's so many things kind of like, remember when the Jordan doc came out and then it was like, Hey, we're going to do a Brady doc. Hey, we're going to do a Derek Jeter doc. Mm -hmm, Hey, it's, it doesn't hit the same for the future ones. So I think, Trying to just apply the rules of F1 to other sports is not going to work. I think the thing, the fact that the F1 had seasons. From like a, sorry, from like a super crazy blow up situation. Had previous sure. seasons before people. Yeah. F1 had seasons ready and then blew up and then had more seasons on the way. And like it just it gave you enough to watch. The Jordan documentary like was six episodes and was fantastic. Right. But the F1 just it had a lot more volume than the other ones did. And yeah, that's the thing I, I think I agree with Lou about is. uh the F1 documentary was just the the perfect storm. I'm hooked. I, that documentary, I mean, like, I wish I would have gone into it when Lou started telling me about it because I love it now and could not be more excited for that than almost any other sport outside of football. But um, yeah, I just I think Ty's point is well taken that it if tennis doesn't have the the documentary and like the perfect storm like F1 do it, it I just I don't see there's any way that it blows up nearly the same. Um, what's going on in the tennis world with um, – did Osaka just pull out another tournament recently? Not sure. Well, let's find out. I, thought I saw something about that too. There's so many young stars in tennis. It's kind of crazy actually. My guy's Holger Rune, who the the wristband, uh, someone posted in our car talk. I'm like – I go on Instagram and Holger Rune is a young Danish player. Shared this post on Instagram – um, he signed a sweatband and sent it to someone. And then in our Car Talk Facebook group, the person who it was posted. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I saw the post on the players thing, and then Jay sent the link. I'm like, what? So wild. Yeah. Tied um, as Danes, man. Greatest story ever. Mocked, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah. This is a great story. Right. Do you remember that? That was yeah. like. <laughs> The second it came out of his mouth, yeah, it was like, clip back. get that clip. We got to pull that clip like a throwback Thursday post this week. Greatest story ever, man. The Danes. Ty, you're my guy. My guy, Ty. My that guy. Was- Wild. Yo, and they should have beat, and they should have beat uh, England in the semifinals. That yeah, might have lose made in the next greatest. round. Yeah, no, they beat the semis, it. I think. But then they yeah, look at the next match they played after that. Yeah, so they didn't out. go to the they didn't go to the finals. They lost in the semis. Because it was England, England Italy. I, yeah. 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 Definitely hate to see that. Coco off the goat. All right, let's uh let's get into play of the week. We're running a little long here. Let's get into play of the week. And don't forget, guys, do not forget if you are a listener to Car Talk and you are going to the national. Perfect opportunity to make some plays. Feel free to tag us in your story, shoot us DMs to be included on the episode. Oh yeah. A lot, uh, lot of opportunity coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Maybe even some plays on eBay or elsewhere. That's a, a decent time to buy when everybody's at the National. Can I share an idea? Yeah. Yes. I, I think we should have in. one person a day join us on the show to share their best, the best play they made that day. I'm, I'm awful. I think we need to go hard on play of the week at National. I would love to see it. All right, so the next play is from uh, Special One Cards on IG. It says, bought two uh, Triple G 2016 Allen Ginner rookies at a card show along with an Alex Morgan 2012 Olympics out of a value box. Cost me a total of $4 for all three cards. I graded all of them with PSA at $50 a card and got three tens back. One Triple G sold on my slabs for $135.75 and the Morgan sold for $150.150. The other is it? 
Glovakin? Golovakin. I just know him as Triple G. Yeah, same. Golovkin is how you say his name. Golovkin. Cool. I put on eBay since the announcement of the Canelo fight. It is 18 watches already. Anyhow, I've spent 154 bucks and sold two cards already for 287.50 with the other Triple G to potentially do the same. I profited 121. That's a nice 53% gross margin profit with still another card to sell. Love a good value box play. Love it. I like a good Mourinho as your yeah. I was gonna say uh, Jose Mourinho is the yeah. old profile pick. Uh, yeah, well, like Jose Mourinho lot. art and and it kind of looks like the Allen and Ginter like yeah. same vibe style too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know this individual. Um, like, I, I know their vibe. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this speaks something we were talking about recently with grading is back a little bit make a play in a value box. You can submit the PSA for 25 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Flipping it. I would also be careful because there's uh, you, you look across the market and if this does not 10, I cannot imagine this is a successful 100%. play of the week. I, I would imagine this is a fat L if these are all nines. 100%. But I'm, I mean, that's the game you're playing when you submit. Cards. Sure. 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 Agreed. Love it. All right. Uh, BW card 16 says I went to a local card show in March of 2022. I knew drew lock stuff was way down. was going to make a play since he got traded. I saw a 2019 Chronicle score update auto at a 75 PSA 10 for 80 bucks. Looked up comps and I found one for 40 somewhat recent. And I asked the vendor if they would match the sale for 40 and they did. The goal was to toss it up on eBay for 200 and see what offers came in before the season. There was talks of Baker going to Seattle. So I wasn't in any hurry to sell. Well, today, July 6th, Baker got traded to Carolina I was sent an offer for 125 on eBay. Where on eBay, I accepted instantly and took home 105 after fees and shipping. Nice little 65 dollar profit for minimal work. No, I'm not from Ohio. And can Ryan please make a video of him watching Red Zone this season with all his team jerseys on? <laughs> Love the pod. Have fun at the national. <laughs> Thanks, go. Ty. You know how Ty, uh, how Gary Smith has like the sick jerseys on where he just like picks them. Yeah, off. we should get Ryan to do that. You ever seen Mark Ingram at the rookie premiere with like eight jerseys on, 80 jerseys on, and he's sitting there like that? It's yeah. going to be me with all my jerseys. Yeah, exactly. Just just... <laughs> I actually am really excited for NFL. Let's finish this play, and then I'll tell you. I want to see what your guys' thoughts are on something. Okay. Um, I think Drew Locke is a very high-risk play. I like the idea of, you know, he's down, guys are getting traded, like he's going to be the starter. It seemed very clear that they had no interest beyond – Drew Locke and acquire anyone else. So he's their guy. So I guess if you're a Seahawks fan, it makes makes sense to buy it. But great play by Tim. Yeah, I like buying QB stuff in the offseason. I think it leads to a lot of opportunity as the season gets closer. The national typically heats up that market. So I uh I like the the you know the idea of buying this early and hoping to sell it later. All right. While we're on the topic of the NFL, I put a poll up on IG. Just want to get your guys' thoughts. Don't look at it. What do you think the number one answer was when I said the top four guys under 26 going into the season, if you could only keep cards of one person going into this year, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, or Herbert, who do you think the number one answer was? Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, or Herbert? Correct. My answer is Herbert, but I don't think that's the answer to the poll. Who do you think the number one was? Mahomes, Allen, Herbert and Burrow. Uh, To keep, I think it would be, yeah, I want to say Herbert, but I'm going to say Burrow. The number one answer at the moment. I'm going to say Josh Allen. With uh, 197 votes is Patrick Mahomes. The number two choice with 157 votes is Josh Allen. The number number three vote with 135 votes is Joe Burrow. The least amount of votes on the entire list was the guy I expected to be one or two, and that's Justin Herbert at 88 votes. Hey, can't take Tell us what we need to know, away. boys. Guess who we should be buying. Yep. Can't take championships away. Yep, interesting. So, anyways, Jay, that's next That's very play. interesting. Well, this looks like quite the play. Uh, this is AJM Cards 1994. Hey, all Background for my submission for Play of the Week starts last summer. Someone from my high school and last year's Indiana Mr. Basketball had made the U19 team for USA Basketball that included names such as Jay Nivey and Chet Holmgren. I thought it would be cool to watch their tournament run with the hopes that someone from my alma mater would win a gold medal. 
In the gold medal championship game against France, the standout player was not Chad Holmgren or Jay Nivey. I had noticed one player named Kenneth Lofton Jr. had taken control down the stretch, making several key buckets, including bodying up future number one pick, Victor Webin. I think that's a dude from, yeah, dude from Kentucky. Kentucky kid? Is that who that is? Is no, he going to Kentucky? I don't think. I think he's just an international French who's kid. The, who's Super the, tall. Who won the Naismith Basketball Player of the Year for Kentucky last year? No, this kid's in France. He's like a he's yeah. like seven foot two, and he's oh yeah. the the dude that was like schooling Rudy Gobert. He's gonna be the number one pick in the draft next year. Gotcha. Uh, now I know. Who, now I know. Who about. I know exactly. All these trades about. that are happening in the NBA, where these player these teams are dumping all their good players, is because they're Just trying to get, to this, get kid. this kid. Really? Yep. Yeah. Utah is trying to get this kid. Oh, uh, it was Oscar Tshiebwe. That was the guy that won the Naismith. Sorry. Anyways. Since Lofton Jr. was playing in Summer League, I was inter- I was interested last Wednesday morning in seeing if he had any cards available. I was able to snag three Leaf Autos for 19 bucks. After his breakout performance against Chet Holgram in the Summer League, his cards blew up, and I immediately listed the cards again once I received them in the mail Saturday. I quickly sold all three Leaf Autos for a total of 245 and made a profit after shipping and fees of roughly 200 Thanks for all the three of you do for the hobby. Love the show. Um, uh, God. This is a great play, but it only becomes a play of the week if you buy a card of Kenny Lo- of Kenneth Lofton Jr. when you see him play and dominate the future number one pick, not wait months later and buy one at, during the preseason. That would that to me is like the the deal breaker on this. I'm disappointed AJ, AJM did not buy one when he's like, oh yeah, I saw this guy play. He was really good. And then I didn't do anything about it. If they're 871 there, I guess the only exception to the rule might be he didn't have any cards then. I don't know if AJM can tell us that, but that would be my only uh, only thought there. Well, yeah, he probably didn't have any cards until he got drafted, I would imagine. Well, some of that Leaf Metal basketball Leaf Pro Power set's been out for a little while. That's not yeah, new maybe. stuff. I was going to say, I think the coolest thing about this was that this guy, Kenneth Lofton Jr., I think they call him – it's Kenny Lofton Jr., right? I think they – he just bodied Chet in that one game, and people were fine. Oh, yeah. that. I think it's very funny. Is that who that was? Yeah, he was. Just I remember seeing the highlight, just straight bodied my dude, just bullied him. <laughs> yeah. He's been playing well in summer. Yeah, yes. And I he's been think like this, taking people on. I think this draft class is going to have a lot of guys that have a lot of hobby interest. It Chet seems stuff, Chet stuff's going to do well. It'll be curious to see what Ventura does. Jabari Smith. The best player in the class, you mean, Paolo? Yeah, I think so. But didn't they shut him down? He's saying his game's like Zebo. I love Zebo's game. So, going to be interesting to see. I like the play. He said Dunk Tyler Boys. Yes. Josh Giddy. Yeah, Josh Giddy is. Was it wild? He he yammed on some dude and then stood over. He's so good. He's good and he's got swag. Like he's yeah. They might be they might be real good. We should we'll talk about that later. But they might be. Yeah, and I don't want to like get crazy, but like you could see him being like a little nashy, like have a nice long career as a point guard in the NBA. Now I I could see him being like Magic Johnson. Yeah, I mean, look, (laughs) baby Jordan, like it's you know something crazy. I purchased this is from Super Sam fifty seven. Sam Riser says I purchased a ninety nine Charizard Hollow via the V Friends Discord for a thousand dollars raw. Graded it, got a PSA one five, and had a total cost of twelve fifty seven fifteen. I originally submitted it to Golden Auctions to be auctioned off the beginning of this year. They did not list it after six months of delays, so I finally got the card back today seven seven. I listed it on eBay and got an offer for $1,800 almost instantly. Someone gave me their Instagram via eBay messages, and I sold the card via $1,475 PayPal friends. Overall, I made $208 on this Charizard. I'm from New Jersey, day one listener of the pod. This has everything in it. This is this wild. Is First of all, redacted, redacted. We're not talking about that. You know what? Redacted. I'm done with redacted. I like it. Everyone's <laughs> doing it. You know, if the car companies are putting out cards with – Fake autos, you know. I agree. Respect, Sam. I respect. Uh, you know, like every single person that's buying and selling cards on eBay is aware of that play happening, and that's the reality. Most things you don't. There's talk a about. lot of business happening on Instagram. Don't tell. E- don't tell eBay, but I mean, back in the day, man, we're sending coded messages, like you know, <laughs> with a phone number at the end of each, a letter at the end of each word. You got a no number tap. at the end of each word. Green so you shot. say, "Hey, six how one are you know four you start adding your numbers you're like hey you know well, 
like what are you doing i mean that was i've been on that train for a long time yeah i think we talked about this before like somebody was in play of the weekend it was like card collector 5555 on on ig is your it is literally your <laughs> ebay handle my ebay handle is card flipping on ig yeah there it is exactly that's what i, I, I was like i knew i heard it before somewhere yeah Anyway, um, this card, that's tough that it was – he probably – I don't I don't know what – let me see what it was doing six months ago. I'm curious. The 1,000 raw seemed high off the rip, to be honest. Yeah, 1,000 Really, for a first edition Shadowless Charizard? If, it's a, if it came out at 1.5, the condition was obviously a factor. Yeah, those corners are looking bottom left, kind of nice and white. But uh, shout out Jersey. Those are my people. Um, day one listener of the pod means they've been – along for a ride um but yeah i mean 200 bucks is not cheap it's not nothing that's that's some good good coin that's a nice little psa 1.5 flip i want to add I'm one of these to my collection one day that's what i'm trying to go for i don't I'm want a psa sure. 10 i don't need no quarter of a million dollar one but just something even a one five is cool i agree yeah, I have mine me, from growing up, which I have PSA 7, but it's not first edition. It's just a... Yeah, I have a PSA 5 Shadowless. I don't have a first edition. Something I've always found really funny in my own brain is like getting really low grades of all the most famous cards of all time, like as a bit. It's like funny. I want a PSA 1 Luca really bad. I'll sh- uh, there's a guy on Instagram, Croatian Twins, that does that, collects PSA 1s of cards and believes that PSA 1s tell the best story about the card. Like, That's talks cool. about the card's journey and stuff like that. So, like, the Charizard Titans, like, we talk about this, we talk about Pokemon a lot. Like, this was the card for me when I first got into it. So, anytime I ever see one of these in a deal, I ever buy one. I ever, if I ever acquire one, I send it in and get it graded. I have, like... 40 of the charizard card like from my childhood or like from like this one so like i'm gonna i think it's someday i'm gonna try to complete like a psa and sgc rainbow of them because i have a bunch of each of those companies so like a psa1 a psa2 a psa3 no no just the just the the standard yeah yeah, first print like not the first edition not the shadow list just the unique one not not uh not series two Mm mm-hmm but just such a cool card. Like this card was like where it started for us back in the day, I believe. Like I mm-hmm. think you guys are probably the same. Like Yu-Gi-Oh was cool, but this Charizard, like the Charizard card was the card for kids our age. I'm mm-hmm. generally happier than I was 10 minutes ago with this on the screen. <laughs> True. Just brings me back to some proper memories. That's real. Um, so yeah, I like this one. Are we going through the other going through everything? don't think i know what my winner is to be honest huh this is a tough one i'm on super sam i kind of want to go kenny lofton Mm. no man um or should we go value box to psa because that's the most educational thing I actually like – I'm actually going to go the Drew Locke. I like the buying the QBs in the offseason thing, especially since the markets dipped a little bit. That was the play like back in the day when everything wasn't $8,000. You bought guys in the offseason and sold them before the preseason hype. Um, so I, I like the Drew Locke play. I'm going to go with Tim, BW card 16. So if you guys want to do all different, we can have the the, the listeners. No. <laughs> I'm going to go Charizard. I'm going Charizard. I'm going Charizard. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go Charizard because – Bought the card raw on Discord, submitted it, sent it somewhere, didn't. Was, had to grind out the patience. Had to grind out the patience. The second it was listed, had an offer, made a move. And, and he's a Jersey kid. And he's a Jersey kid. We got to get more Jersey people. Yeah, I mean, we've chat. just been literally living in Ohio for the last six months. Well, just telling New Jersey guys to be better. I mean, that's just. That's what we're Yeah, to on. be honest, yeah, it's a little bit. We haven't really shared that messaging yet if you're from new jersey and you listen to the show oh, if you don't God. submit a play in the next few weeks you're dead to me all jersey <laughs> propaganda is accepted that's correct oh, gosh that's correct that you is want to do devil's cards i'm here let's let's get into it that is wild that is some straight nepotism type stuff right there if i've ever seen I it mean, that's 
we, it's, mean, it's become a running joke on this show that we are owned by the state of Ohio. So I'm going to do a little counter propaganda. You got to fight it somehow. Right? All right. Remember, if you're from Ohio, don't submit that you're from Ohio. Just let us know after because yeah, see, look, that's Ty, the, that's Ty and Lou will not vote for you if you put you're from Ohio. We're so if you want to ever win, like, can't do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, latest launch. We have a big release week this week. A lot of different stuff. A lot, lot of product, actually. You've got Panini Chronicles Football 2021. We've talked about this a lot of times on this show. Uh, big hodgepodge of different sets that don't have old releases. Put them in there. Top guides. It's fun product. You got Archives, a signature series, retired edition baseball. This is from Tops. It's a one-card product, all retired players, all in a magnetic with a Tops seal. You're going to see pretty- stuff. Uh, you're going to see stuff that's got all sorts of random numbering. So John Schmoltz, uh, John Schmoltz auto out of 16, uh, random stuff like that. You got tops, pristine baseball. You have leaf ultimate draft football. You have WNBA prism select UFC H two. And that's it. That's it. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Good Definitely. amount of stuff too. Cool stuff. Yep. It's going to get interesting here in the upcoming weeks as well. You're going to have stuff coming up. We'll talk about it next week, but NT basketball is on the horizon. You're going to get into optic football, select football. So eminence football comes out, I think the week of the national. So the next four weeks with the national football season is about to start big basketball releases. It's a, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for cards coming up. I'm looking at the uh, checklist for Chronicles and just seeing the different releases they have in there and different types of stuff. Just a bunch of things I've never heard of before. <laughs> I love that. I love Chronicles. It's a fun <sighs> product. It's a fun product. Good show, everybody. Peace Great show. If you haven't, please watch the Slab Stocks Market Report for June. And enjoy your Wednesday. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.